Bang bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to welcome to this free edition of uh the Discussing Brothers. As uh you know, today today is October 14th. Very special day and you'll soon soon learn why. Um a few years back at the beginning of the pandemic, um after having watched uh Damon and the Lost the Watchmen series on HBO, um I started listening to a podcast uh by the name Bald Move. Like they review a bunch of different uh, things and they they constantly talked about this the leftovers the leftovers the leftovers and i was like what the fuck is this what's this the leftovers they keep talking about um and so i went ahead and, and checked it out and fucked this this hit you know for for those of you guys unaware the leftovers is an american uh supernatural drama tv series created by damon Lindelof and tom parada that uh aired on hbo from uh june 29th uh 2014 to june 4th 2017 uh it is based on parada's 2011 novel of the same name uh and you know the the series begins three years after what's known as the sudden departure which is what we're celebrating today uh it's a global event that results in two and that resulted in two percent of the world's population disappearing the lives of police chief kevin garvey played by justin thoreau uh, and his family, along with grieving widow Nora Durst, played by Carrie Coon, her brother, uh, Reverend Matt Jameson, played by Christopher Eccleston, are the focal points of the series as, as they try to adjust to life after the departure. Now, we are only going to be talking about season one. There are three seasons, so next year and the year after that, you'll get seasons two and three. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, again, the you know, it's... And and I'm almost sort of glad we're doing it this way because the first season, I don't know about about you when you watched it, Drew. Like, man, is it fucking grim <laughs> compared to the next two seasons? Man, is this fucking grim? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was not, I, I, and I, I don't know. I guess you know, you telling your little origin story made me get thinking about mine. I remember, so. The way I first came across it was I was at the time listening to a podcast and it was called it was I think it's the Gilmore Guys podcast. Mm-hmm. It was a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. And uh it was just like two dude like one guy who'd never seen it before, one dude that was like a super fan like since like first watch like, you know, from since like first run of it. And uh they like he was just like showing his friend, like yeah, he's like I I want to get you to watch this show, right? And then they were talking about something like a couple times. I just remember them mentioning like, "Oh yeah, the leftovers, the leftovers." And like the one guy even said, "He's like, I, I still remember the quote." He's like, "Yeah, he's like, there are shots that like every shot looks like it's an Instagram post or something <laughs> like that, like or it's it's shot through an Instagram filter." And I was like, "All right, well, it's kind of intriguing. Like, kind of want to see what this like beautifully shot you know thing is and." Yeah, I started watching, see, getting into season one. It was just like, oh, wow, this is, yeah, it's heavy for sure. Uh, and especially, like you said, this season. Yeah, because, again, the, the, you know, the essentially the, the, the premise of, of Leftovers, again, at least season one, um, you know, it's, again, the three years after the sudden departure where 140 million people or again 2% of the world's population on October 14th 2011 just disappear. And yeah. you know following this there's you know 
religions, cults, uh, most notably there's, you know, that we'll be talking about the, the guilty remnant, which is this group of white colored, uh, chain smoking nihilists that are led, uh, that are, that are, their whole thing is, you know, like, don't remember, don't remember any of this. Just like, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, and there's also another cult that's led by a man uh, named Holy Wayne who views himself as the second coming of Jesus. Um, a bit of a spoiler for all three seasons, really, is you you, you never find out what happened. You or know? do you? Or do you? Um, you know, <laughs> Damon Lindelof, of course, also famously wrote Lost. And he's talked about, like, one of the one of the reasonings to wanting to do this specific show was he was so fucking tired of people coming up to him and asking them about Lost. Particularly, like... So did this really happen? What happens? Did like just these questions that just lingered on where he was just like, I oh, fucking, my God. Yeah. And so with this, you know, he tried to, to provide a definitive beginning, middle and end. And again, by the time you get to the ending, it's, it's, you know, there, there's two choices. You either believe a character or you don't, but it's never explained. Like there's never, you were never taken to wherever these people were taken you never get anyone come back and say oh my god this is what happened it's just there is a explanation given and that's sort of that but and the beauty of it too though and i don't know about you Drew, is that like it doesn't matter because again it's not about those people that left it's about these people dealing with the aftermath with the grief of like the people left over the people left over yeah <laughs> you know because again it, it's literally just disappeared like into thin air you know um and and i and obviously a lot of people go to which we'll get in i mean we'll just get into it but like a lot of people obviously are mistaking it for the rapture yeah and there is one character in here matt who is a the preacher in this town that we we which is mapleton new york right yeah yeah um you know he's 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 got a church there, and his thing is he wants to prove that this was not the rapture. In fact, I'm going to air all the dirty laundry about all these people who, you know, people are grieving and everything else. It's like, yeah, I know that, you know, you're missing this person, but he or she or they were a piece of shit. Like, um, in fact... I got receipts. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, oh, no, no, Drew didn't go to heaven because, look, Drew fucking cheated on his taxes. Look, like, yeah. it's it's one of these, you know, he's he's on a crusade to sort of, I don't even think necessarily expose people, but just sort of, no, 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 don't don't even, like, get it out of your head that this was the rapture. Yeah. Like, that's that, yeah. that's still coming, but that's not what this was. Yeah. Um, again, as opposed to sort of, you know, the guilty remnant who their whole thing is also just like, you know, like, how would you just like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that is their thing. Like they're, you know, I only, they don't want you to remember until they make you remember. Yeah. Well, I guess, no, no I guess they do want you to remember me. Right. Like we, like that's all they do is remind people because people are trying to, People are trying to pretend like it didn't happen. Like, you know, like there's uh, episode eight where we'll kind of maybe get into a little bit more. But Patty, who is this the local cult leader, 
um, you know, she tells him like, like you know, he's like, I'm trying to forget this, and he, she's like, our goal is to make you never forget it happened. Like, like we want you to be like constantly reminded because like that's what that's how you move on, right? Like you just like fuck, like you you just put your head down and fucking go go forward, and they're like, no, 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 you stop and you fucking live in this. Yeah, and again, it, it's also very much like you said, a cult because. Mm-hmm. You know, they indoctrinate these people into coming to join them, just abandoning their life, abandoning everything, you know, wearing all white, start chain smoking. They don't speak. They communicate via um, writing down on a piece of paper. Which which I was a little disappointed because I thought we were going to get the normal, normal, like, you know, my name is Scrump and I was going to say. Oh, fuck. Yeah, God. (laughs) Uh, Or I am, of course, Scrump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i just held up two signs one which says i am drew and the other one i am of course drew so oh fuck man i'm so sorry yeah. i ruined i ruined that for yeah. you um but yeah you know that that is the guilty remnant in 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 and of itself you know where it's like they you know we don't really know much about them they they buy out this cul-de-sac and that's the whole thing where it's like we don't know what they're up to clearly they're up to fucking yeah. something yeah. um but you know again oh, and boy are they by the end of the oh, season one? Yeah, you know the, this first season revolves around again, like we mentioned, the Garvey family and, and and you know the people around them in in the town of Mapleton. Kevin Garvey Jr. played again by J- by uh, Jason Thoreau. Um, <laughs> Jason Justin Thoreau. I'm sure there is a Jason Thoreau somewhere. Uh, you know, you have uh, his wife Lori, who's uh, so Lori is played um, by uh, Amy Brenneman. Um, and she she has joined the guilty remnant. You know, it's 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 revealed in the first episode. You know, you sort of you see these two conflicting characters and, and living their life and stuff like that. It's sort of you're sort of led to believe, you know, they're like, oh, we're sorry about your wife. We're sorry about your mom. And so you sort of think that, like, maybe she disappeared or maybe she died or something. There's a very powerful scene, you know, where um, in, in particular that first episode where the guilty remnant get attacked by the townsfolk and Kevin is picking people up and he just picks up Lori and the way that just like they both play it off as we that you don't even know each other like I remember watching that yeah. first episode for the first time and he just shows up and you're like wait what um but I also have uh uh their son Tommy who's uh he's played by uh Chris uh Zilka um you know he he's a, a follower of um what's his name Wayne. holy wayne who again is just this cult leader who hugs yeah like the evil out of you can hug 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 people and take their pain away from them yeah you know and really just what he's doing is he's running the sex cult where he's in, he's you know he his his uh like most cults. <laughs> like most cults, yeah. You know, it's a bunch of young Asian women. He's impregnating yeah. all of them, making sure that they all know that they are the chosen one. They're going to deliver his son who will save the world. You know, very much just a fucking weirdo. You have, um, you also got Jill, played by the Margaret Qualley, a very young Margaret Qualley here. Um, you know, and she's just, she's acting out. You know, she's just fucking doesn't want anything to do with anyone like she's very much just again conflicted because there's almost a little bit of her blaming her dad yeah 
But then there's moments where, like, you can definitely tell she feels sorry for mm-hmm. him, you know? Uh, but, yeah, so she, yeah, it is very conflicting, especially for, like you said, a young, you know, a younger. I think she's probably supposed to be, like, 16 at this point, so. Yeah. Um, Which makes it a little awkward, because older Margaret Qualley, I'm just like, hey. Yeah. Younger one, I'm like, Ooh. Well, I, I, I will can't imagine she was actually that young here though <laughs> someone who was of age the whole filming of a show is a grieving widow nora durst who yeah. you know again a lot of people in mableton lost their family she famously loses in one foul swoop her husband her daughter and her son you know all three at once and like we mentioned you uh nora, nora just played by the wonderful carrie coon i just love her so much there's two white women that i love more than anyone carrie coon and fucking uh uh, uh, Ray Seahorn, who plays uh, Kim Wexler on uh, Better Call Saul. Um, and again, you have her brother played by uh, Chris Reverend so, Paul. What? Just to clear up any perversion, she was 20. Oh, okay. Shout out Margaret Qualley. 2014, so. Shout out Margaret Qualley. <laughs> um, you have uh, Christopher Eccleston playing her brother Matt Jameson. And again, they're you know they're both of these people too. They're also they're 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 struggling to deal with their respective trauma while adjusting to to life post departure. Because again, Nora Durst, she is sort of she has a scarlet letter that's following her around. Everyone feels so bad for her. Oh my god, poor. Her. And she just wants to be normal, you know. Yeah. She just wants to live her fucking life. But everyone is just oh poor Nora, like you lost your family, and you know uh, Matt Jam- Matt Jameson Matt. He inherits the family church when uh, their parents die. You know, the parents die in a fire, and so they're orphaned pretty young. He gets to church, uh, on top of which is dealing with struggling to get people to come to church, to still believe in God, to follow religion after what most people believe to be the rapture. He is also, he has his wife who um, is... Or the, the people who know it's not, and it's like, well what does it all matter at this point you know yes that as well like, um, you got to think at this point like nihilism has to be a major factor <laughs> like like i said just for people to try to get through their day is just like uh yeah i can't i can't think of any of that stuff do you are you a religious man no not really anymore not really anymore. when did it change uh i don't know I think I don't know it's 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 weird I I guess there there is I guess it's just just not a bona fide religion as far as like a you know set in stone like I'm a episcopalian or something like that like honestly the 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 church really turned me off in about 2008 mm-hmm. and uh it was just the it was the people of the church so um other than, but I've always like, like I've always loved philosophy and all of that stuff. Like I love the search, and I think there's just like a weird, like I have like my own beliefs that kind of incorporate mm-hmm. some of, you know, of Christianity. But I also think there's like wisdom be- to be told from like Eastern philosophies and things like that. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Like again, because I like I get I I make no uh, 
uh, there's I don't think anyone can anyone who's ever listened to me goes I wonder what that guy's religious beliefs are because yeah, I've made it pretty yeah. clear you know and yeah. it's one because it's one of those I, I did get asked the other day where it's just like oh so and you know I think it's nice to think that there is some sort of something yeah you know but again like you look at you look at all the bad religion has done even now even even if you want to just discard the last thousands of years of systematic child rape and you know uh oppression of just anyone that doesn't look like you anyone that isn't the same gender as you like the holocaust all those things that have happened even if you want to look at just like right now what's going on like you know it's just that it's (sighs) the 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 way that religion has been bastardized into using it as some sort of like uh, yeah, political tool. Political tool for whatever fucked up propaganda yeah. you have. You know, whether it's like yeah. gay people are wrong, we should kill them all, or it's just yeah. like no, women are lesser than us. It's, it's just to me disgusting. You know, like and like you mentioned, there are plenty of things that you can sort of pick and choose. Like a lot of religion is honestly at at, yeah. at its core is you know, just be a good fucking person. Yeah, which is what it should be. You know, be good. Don't be a fucking dick to those around you and yeah. to your loved ones and to your friends. You know, just try to help. If you can give back, give back. You know, just these sort of morals. Don't cheat on your spouse. Don't kill your neighbor. Like, yeah. you know, fucking, it's just, I don't know. It's just so silly. But when it gets in particularly to, to this, it's like, yeah, when, when you've seen that, again, it doesn't really matter. Well, what the fuck are you going to go to a church for anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. But, you know, then that's sort of his thing. But, yeah, like we mentioned, on top of his wife, she gets uh, paralyzed, essentially. You know, she becomes a vegetable because it, during the sudden departure, car fucking driver disappears. Car rams right into them, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and sort of him dealing with that, we're also introduced to uh, uh, Liv Tyler is in this. You know, she plays uh, Meg yeah. Abbott, um, a woman who, you know, she's seduced into joining the guilty remnant um after you know she's going through her own stuff she uh oh her mother dies the day of the departure the sudden departure or is it the day before the day before yeah so her mom dies a day before and so it's a different sense of grieving um in that you know if if you had a loved one die if you have your mom die uh-huh. Or disappeared during the sudden departure, she might still be alive. She might come back one day. These people all might yeah. come back one day. We don't know. Yeah. When she has a heart attack while you're in the bathroom doing cocaine at a restaurant, <laughs> you know what happened. She's not coming yeah. back. You know? So there is a lot of like conflicting things there. And, you know, clearly, oh my God, if you want to talk about anti fucking charisma, her and this fucking loser husband of hers, like, oh my god, like, uh-huh. yeah, there, there is more chemistry between a fucking, uh, <laughs> between a internet router and a lizard than there is fucking this the the this couple where it's just like it's so know, uncomfortable. Like, yeah, and I know that's like part of it, right? Like that's like how it's written and everything. But I also like look at these two and I'm like. Just looking at them, I'm like, I don't buy this couple. Not for once. Like, if you were to show me a picture, I would be like, 
these two aren't together. Those are just two actors you got. Like, but yeah, and like, I mean, it does it does help with the story because you like it is. You can tell like she's basically muddling through her life as she you know, she's kind of just like going through step by step. Like I think it's a lot of like I'm doing this because this is how like this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, some other characters that you have, um, you know, sort of thrown in there are uh, Amy, played by Emily Mead, who I hope was also of age when they filmed this. Um, <laughs> shout out, Amy. But, you know. Oh, that, yeah, she plays Jill's friend. Yeah. She, yeah, she plays Jill's best friend, who for a while lives with the Garveys. It's unsure of whether she just doesn't want to live at home or she lost family during the, the sudden departure. Um, you have uh, Amanda Warren playing uh, Lucy Warburton. Who's the 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 mayor of of Mapleton? Who's just struggling to fucking, you know, deal with the guilty remnant problem, deal with the people from the sudden departure, just deal with the people here upset about why they don't like. It's just she just got dealt a shitty fucking hand, you know. Yeah. Just the 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 absolute the absolute fucking just worst hand to be fucking dealing with. And while all this is going on, she is uh, in a relationship with. Uh, uh, Kevin Garvey Sr., played by Scott Glenn, who I love Scott Glenn. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. And, you know, he is the the father of, you know, Kevin Garvey Jr. He's Mapleton's former police chief who um, goes crazy. Yeah. You know, it's at, at the, the, the day of the sudden departure, you know, he goes fucking crazy and he winds up in a psychiatric ward, winds up. May may not always wind up there, but um, you know he's another character. Even then, it's it's one of those things like, but is he crazy? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you got uh, Michael Gaston who plays Dean, who you know he's this mysterious man who's hunting dogs across Mapleton, and you know sort of appears in and out through Kevin's like very much in a in a, in a dream like sort of. Stance. I think we we can talk about it now because if we ever get to season three, it won't be two years later. He is real, you know. The one thing that with this is they very much make him seem like he might be this like, oh no, Kevin's going crazy and stuff like that. Yeah. When he does finally pop up in season three, I was like, oh shit, you know, Dean. He's, yeah. you know, you're almost like very much like Kevin. He's like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, you got the so these twins pop up in the Batman movie, the last one that just came out, which is almost why I can't take that movie serious because I'm like, well, at least when they're on screen, um, but you got Max and Charlie Carver as, uh, Adam and Scott, you know, they're, they're twins. They're just friends of Jill and Amy. Um, you have Annie Q playing Christine who, uh, you know, she, she's one of Holy Wayne's, uh, groupies, you know, bearing his child, Tommy, you know, Kevin's son is protecting her. He, he, they clearly are into each other. You know, but because of the whole, you know, like, ah, uh, you can't sort of mix things up. Um, business and pleasure. Business and pleasure, yeah. Uh, Mary Jameson, played by uh, Janelle Maloney. Again, she's she's rendered catatonic because of the car crash during the sudden departure. Um, and then last but not least, one of my favorite fucking characters is, uh, and, is uh, uh, Patty Levin, played by Ann Dowd. Who again? She is the the leader of the Mapleton chapter of the Guilty Remnant. Remnant who, uh, you know, it, 
may or may not she she shows up she definitely shows up a a, a little <laughs> bit more and stuff like that but uh, drew of all those characters who is your favorite who is your favorite of these characters because i know i know i sort of dropped it on and all you guys i'm sorry it's a lot to keep up i hope you know jesse kohlenberg i hope you have your fucking whiteboard up and writing all this down <laughs> oh you know, steve loves weed i'm sorry if it's i'm sorry if you just got high and i'm just naming all these people and i'm fucking with you i'm sorry buddy yeah yeah, I mean, I am interested to see like if anybody else is, uh, you know, fans also. Um, yeah, uh, dude, there's so many good characters, especially like throughout the entire series. Like, you know, people take some really interesting turns as far as like further along in line. I think initially, obviously, Kevin is like, you know, I mean, he's the main character, so you're you're very drawn to him. And plus, like Justin Thoreau, like he should just be in everything. It's kind of a shame he isn't. Um, Dude, very much. Yeah, I mean, oh no, go ahead. Like, uh, yeah, I think like upon first watch, like th- that and or him, like I, you know, I even like the the Jill storyline, and like I did always kind of like Patty, like it's. There's just there was just something about her even with everything, especially like spoiler what happens to her. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's a spoiler. You can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, like you know, like you know, she, as she dies later in the, or, you know later in the season, um, it's you know, I, and then like again, she she kind of comes back as a force ghost in two and three. And like, I think she gets a lot more depth to her, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, first, it's nice seeing her come back, you know, especially when it's just like, oh fuck, dude, like, yeah, yeah, you're you're sort of fucked. But um, yeah, listen, I've I've I don't know if I've ever talked about how I feel about the cops. You know, it's it's one of those things. I, I may not have mentioned it. May, maybe have. I don't know. But uh, spoiler, I'm not that big a fan of them. <laughs> you know, this is really yeah. not that big. But I will die for Kevin Garvey. Yeah. Junior. Senior. Not so much. Yeah. But yeah, no, he is. And, and so it's funny because I was, I was just having this conversation with a coworker. I, I think I've had it. I think we just had the same conversation over on the draft pod last week. Where like, ah uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? The actor who plays uh, McNulty on there on on the wire. Where I'm just like, it's wild yeah. to me. He just didn't become more famous. And same thing to me with Justin Thoreau. Where I'm just like, after this, like he's done shows. He's done a lot of stuff. He's, he's kept busy. Stuff, but it's like, how is he not like? I he should be like a leading man in everything. Like I don't understand it. He was in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was he though? <laughs> he he was in he's he was technically in a Star Wars movie. They fucking <laughs> yeah. wasted. Oh my god! I'm getting fucking. Yeah. You're talking about now, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, it, that's one of those things where he was again. He's fucking amazing in this. Like the acting range and just his facial expressions alone. Like yeah. he's fucking awesome in this. You know, um, and, and he has like really good chemistry with all the characters. Like that's another thing too, yeah. where it's just like. Some, sometimes the fun thing of like a show is sort of grabbing this character and having them interact with this character you know like you just yeah. sort of mix and match and stuff like that like even you know again spoiler it's fine you're gonna fucking remember you know but like in season two 
when Nora and um, uh, Lori finally meet. And it's just one of those like, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. And they get along famously, especially when you yeah. consider where their relationship goes towards the end and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, Patty, I'm also, again, just a fucking evil monster. Yeah. She is just, again, the, the bad guy of this series sort of ultimately winds up being Meg, especially once you get farther into the series. Yeah, yeah. But Patty, man, just like the vindictiveness of this woman. Yeah. You know, like just, fuck. Yeah, just the, and like, just the shit that they, because it's like, and that's what, what's kind of great, but also like really sucks. Cause that's like, that's what I hate in actual villains in real life. Right. Where it's like, technically what they're doing is not illegal, but it's not cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, like there, there's so what, list some examples for those of people are like, like list some examples. Cause yeah, it's like you mentioned, like, I like technically it, like it's one of the things where the mayor's like, they're not fu- like. Up, I mean, like, honestly, okay, up like, until the last episode, they're really not fucking doing anything besides, like, yeah. standing outside your house yeah. smoking. And like, yeah. And, like, I guess they do do a B&E, like, during Christmas. But, um, but yeah, like, yeah, they just kind of, like, hover, right? Like, if there's a crowd gathered, they just show up there and they just kind of stand there of, like, yeah, don't forget while you guys are having your little, like, celebration day or whatever it is like we're here to remind you how fucking awful this was and uh, uh, you know and even then like so at Christmas you know it was kind of a diversion but the big thing is they're all worried about all oh, these guys are gonna go like they're we're gonna be at the school we're having this dance we're just trying to forget we're trying to have like a nice like end of the year party and everybody can just get together and have a few drinks, whatever. And, you know, that's the whole thing is like this cop, these cops are having to plan around like, and he even like straight up, he's like, please, I'm asking you, do not show up. I cannot protect you. If, if people show up, like I won't protect you. Like they, this is the one time a year that they want to do like, please don't. And, they show up. <laughs> yeah. Luckily they stop them. And like, again, like, you know, they're like, don't come on the, the school property. It's like, well, they, they stand right outside of school property. So, yeah. And again, and that's the thing too, where like, it's a lot like the, uh, you know, anybody with younger or older brothers, depending on which one, all the spectrum you are, it's like the whole, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Like, which is even more fucking annoying if you just touch me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. There, There is very much some of that, like... Or just like hitting yourself. Oh, yeah. Because, again, <laughs> like, what, like where, where do you draw the line? Like, yeah. legally, where the fuck do you draw the line? Because, yeah. yeah, they're technically not fucking doing anything that they're not supposed to be doing, aside from just being dicks. Yeah. You know? And honestly, again, it's one of those where, like, they wind up, you know, like, it's, again, it's not, it's not like everyone just watches, like, no, people, you know, like, Meg fucking, you know, like, they'll get, like, Nora, she gets the water hose on them, you know, yeah. fucking, you know, one of the characters, um, oh, what's her name, um, uh, Gladys, yeah, you know, she winds up fucking stoned to death, mm-hmm. like, it's, <sighs> Again, it's kind of just shitty for everyone, all, all you know, 
all involved in stuff like that. But um, what do you call it? Uh, again, I'm also a, a very big fan of of Nora Durst. Of, again, Carrie Coon playing Nora. And again, I think her and fuck. Interesting enough, she's one that like like first watch, like I wasn't like really into the no- like Nora storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with two and three, I got a little bit more into it, but like for season one, I was kind of like checked out a little bit when she like you know her whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then like after watching season like or the you know once I went back the second time to rewatch everything i was like okay yeah like she's definitely grown on me a lot see i felt that way um about matt because again i just like fucking hate religion so it's just one of those things where i'm just like oh my god you know and then he's doing all of kevin senior's just fucking dirty work but i wind up coming around to him you know Especially again, especially fucking season like season two and forward. It's one of those where I'm just like, man with conviction, you know. Yeah. This fucking this dude, he he is a good man. He is a good <laughs> man, Drew. Um. So so just sort of quickly, you know, and the first in the pilot episode again, you know, it's uh, it's everyone just sort of dealing with the aftermath of of what's happened again, um. Kevin, you know, he 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 witnesses a man named Dean shooting a dog, and this sort of leads to him trying to figure out who the fuck is this guy? Why is he shooting the dogs? Like, what's fucking going on? Because I guess a bunch of the dogs disappeared. Also, post, uh, you know, uh, they're not they're not our dogs though. They're not our dogs. Yeah, no, they just disappeared, and there's like rumors like they're up, you know, they're up in the woods and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I for real, they've kind of like reverted to you know like the un untamed un you know housebroken dogs they went back into survival mode because a lot of them had to because they their owners probably you know some of them were probably out on walks and then next thing you know there's just a fucking blank leash hanging from them (laughs) yeah in in this first episode you know it's the, the the they they plan a parade to honor the victims of the departure and again like you mentioned you know kevin's like dude like just the guilty remnant is going to organize a protest. They're going to do something. Yeah. Please just don't do it. You know, and of course they don't listen, you know, during the parade, uh, Nora Durst, you know, she's, she's giving this speech about, you know, having lost her children and her husband, very beautiful speech, you know, where she's like, you know, she's like, I, I think about everything that happened and it's not just all the good times, you know, she's like, there was the, the last thing I can remember is, you know, we all got stuck with food poisoning. Everyone felt like shit. Everyone's terrible. She's like, I'm not asking for those good times back yeah. i'm asking for that shitty saturday morning where everyone is fucking sick and dying um but again right after this you know the the you know the guilty remnant show up with signs pissing people off and i think rightfully so the townspeople protest like again yeah and and nothing nothing that is done to the guilty remnant at any point throughout the entire series am i just like oh poor them no never yeah i never i never ever 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 sympathize with any of them including let's say i don't know let's say you know a government agency may or may not fucking launch a nuclear fucking something at them (laughs) let i'm not saying that happens but even if that did happen i still do not feel bad 
in the slightest minute bit. When so there's someone literally stoned to death, and I go, good. Um, but again, just be, but it's also good contextually because of what they do at the last episode. It is really fucked yeah. up. Um, but again, so we mentioned there's this big, you know, fight and separation between all of them. And this is where, again, and it's so fucking, like, they do it so smooth because Kevin helps up Lori, you know, get to her feet and stuff like that. He's holding down the line, trying to separate the protesters and the guilty remnant. The guilty remnant, which they're not even fighting back. Like, they're yeah. being bludgeoned with fucking bottles and bricks and yeah. things. And they're not even fighting back. Um, But, yeah, you know, so this is sort of that. And then this is... You know, towards the end of the episode, where we find out, you know, Ke- Kevin shows up. Kevin also, man, loves a drink. <laughs> yes, he does. Boy, does this boy does this man love to drink? And you know, he he shows up to to the guilty remnant's house, you know, and 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 begs Lori to come home. You know, she doesn't speak to him, and this is where you know they're just like, you know, he's like, come on, he's like, I just want to talk to my wife. Let's go home. And this is where you're just like, oh fuck, like you know damn this is this is this is oh shit um you know you have meg show up who again the guilty remnant they've been standing outside her house it's at a restaurant stalking her and she you know she shows up she wants to stay with them uh and you know it's a very good pilot at least for i I, full transparency i I only saw the pilot and uh the last episode but i've also rewatched the show several times like you know the state of my mental health i'm rewatching the show <laughs> this time it was for fun yeah. you know like i'm getting tattooed watching the leftovers quoting dr manhattan who <laughs> <sighs> should check on birdo um but no th- this Wait was for- <laughs> i got tattooed while watching the leftovers. drew are you okay yeah i'm good um i do need a cigarette though i don't know do you want to go sort of episode by episode sort of just point out some like random moments like that you know that that you find um you know that that Um, stick out to you i think yeah um obviously so i think and i i should have mentioned it like when when i picked out but like the one i i know like around the school dance is a big one because it's like that's also the first time nor and kevin really meet um in fact, he even like you said, like she just wants to be like some like, and he he kind of does at first, and then he like realizes, and you know he he I think he does his best to like not make this person feel different, like because she he's like oh, and she's like yeah, he's like you're like you know, and then but he does he's 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 a smooth fucking he's a smooth cat that guy so he uh you know yeah there's uh, the, the first time they meet you know she's there they're you know she's sitting outside the lock her locker you know and she's yeah. from like they're like in the old high school yeah. um you know and she's just like yeah this is my locker my husband's was down there or whatever you know and on this is also mind you after she just found out from her brother matt yeah because again and, and so in in episode two, you know, it's it's two weeks later. This is where, you know, the the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives and Cults, you know, they they show up to Holy Wayne's compound. And because, uh, of course, they're just like, well, you know, this guy who claims to have sex with all... He, he claims that he needs to have sex with teenage Asian girls to yeah. recharge his ability to supposedly hug people's pain away. Clearly a sexual predator. 
you know, and, you know, Tom, Kevin's son, you know, he escapes with, with Wayne and, and Christine. Again, Christine is his main girl, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, Kevin, again, who's having these fucked up weird dreams, you know, where he visits his father, who's, again, institutionalized. He begins to question his own sanity. Jill and Amy, this is where they start to become interested in Nora because, again, she's sort of just this walking scarlet letter and, like, everyone knows what the fuck is going on. Um, it's a point where, like, they notice she has a gun in her purse. They're just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, they're just following her around. This is where we learn she's Matt's sister and stuff like that. Um but what do you call it uh yeah like you mentioned you know when, when they finally meet and stuff like that it's a very just cute and charming scene between the two you know where she's like well i just found out my husband cheated on me and he's just like oh he's like yeah i cheated on my wife because as we learn where was kevin during the sudden departure drew <laughs> he was oh, fuck. what does he tell the what did he tell the lady at the bar? It definitely wasn't that, but he was cheating on his wife at the time. He's, Which, you know, and that's, the, like, even that, like, that's a, uh, you know, she, I I think that's a little bit of how he endeared himself to her, because she, like, she's like, he tells her, you know, I, I also cheated on my wife, and she said, why? And it's like, there is no good answer to that. Yeah, he literally, he goes, well, and she goes, you just answered it, you know. Like it's yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where again, both sort of conflicting. Yeah, yeah. I can. I think that that kind of like I said, like him being the smooth guy, like was just like yeah. Which also her pretty smooth too, you know. Like she's yeah. just like, hey, do, do you want to go to Miami? Yeah. Because he's finally he's finalizing his divorce, and he's like, yeah. oh yeah, later, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. what? And she's he's like, oh, I have a daughter. He's like, fuck your daughter. He's like, yeah. excuse me. He's just like, oh my god, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. Um yeah you know again the, the the relationship between those two it's i just i love them you know yeah. it's like they, they just the way they're both just fucking there for each other and like uh, you yeah. know like at the end too when she's like writing her, her her letter that we'll sort of get to a lot of the things she says it's like yeah man in this short amount of time like the you know it's like you you weren't you weren't meant to be with Lori, and you weren't meant to be with <sighs> husband whatever his name was, Mr. Durst. Um, Doug, I think. Doug, yeah. There is, again, like we mentioned, Matt. There's an interesting episode with him where oh, I feel so bad for him in this episode. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and this one is all, like, it's pretty much all Matt. All, it's a Matt, Matt, Matt world out there. Yeah. Um, where you know the bank. Episode, actually. Yeah, you know, he faces foreclosure on, his, uh, on, on the bank from the bank you know and is told that a buyer has made an offer of $135,000 for the church so the bank gives him an ultimatum you if you can raise $135,000 by the foreclosure date he'll be able to keep the church um and again this is a guy who he, he can barely afford for care for his wife like you know the, the 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 caregiver like she's just like dude i like you gotta fucking pay me you know, like you're behind, like you gotta fucking pay me. I, I I can't not be paid and stuff like that. And you know, uh what do you call it? He um you know, he, he remembers that Kevin Kevin Sr. left some money buried in the Garvey's yard. I believe it was like bribes from the mayor previous. Um 
you know, so Matt goes instead of just using that money, he retrieves the money, which I mean, it's not enough, but he retrieves the money, goes to the casino and uh, keeps betting on a game of roulette and he wins and wins and wins. And he just keeps fucking winning. And, you know, like he almost gets robbed at a certain point. You know, there's this couple that's trying to rob them and he just beats the shit out of these people. Like it is him just fully like desperate. You know, yeah. he is as desperate a, a, as can be. And, um, you know, he's he, he drives back to Mapleton. He's going to the bank to give his, you know, his money uh, to the bank. And he sees some members of the Guilty Remnant being attacked. And again, Matt is, he's a good person. He sees yeah. people being attacked, so he gets out to, to help them. And he gets fucking rocked in the face with a brick. Yeah. Like, completely fucking <laughs> rocked. And, you know, he wakes up in the hospital and he's just like, oh, my God, like, what time is it? And they tell him, he's like, fuck, I have I have like an hour to get to the fucking bank. He doesn't make it on time. He's knocking on there. He's like, please, please, like, come on, let me in. And the bank teller's like, like, the security guard's going to, like, fucking shoot this guy. And the bank teller's like, no, no, it's okay. He's like, he's like, I, no, like, it's too late. He's like, what do you like? I, he's like, I have like, an, I have like five minutes to spare. What do you mean it's too late? And he's just like, that was like a week ago. Yeah. This guy's been out for a fucking week because again he got bricked in the face by a fucking car that was driving by, and he loses the church. And again, you just you feel for the fucking guy, you know? To to the guilty remnant. To the guilty remnant. Yeah, they're yeah. already painting over the church white, like just such fucking yeah. assholes. Um, God, I don't know where where do you want to sort of jump from here? Like, I don't. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily need to go through episode by episode. Like, well. So I think maybe the next one is that is the Christmas party though because that is a big part especially yes. like what the remnant do. So as the you know like Kevin and Nora they're meeting at this party everybody is having a good time. They do have a so as they're doing that they're they're thinking okay this is going to be but while everybody's away in town they're breaking into houses stealing their family photos. So all these things that they have to remember them, they're stealing them. We find out later why they stole them, but um, yeah, I mean, they just left them with empty frames. Yeah, and you know, this is also where, again, Lori serves Kevin uh, with divorce paper, and you know, she shows up, she shows back home, you know, and she she gives Jill a lighter. Or look, Joe's like, here, I got you a gift. And she gives her a lighter, you know, like, um, uh, what's her name? Meg. She's there as sort of just the mediator between the two. Yeah. You know, yes, Kevin- because like, so how this goes is once you join this, the, the guilty remnant, you're not allowed to talk, but there's like a pledge period where you can still talk. You still have like your own personal belongings. Um, you kind of have like, you know, the sub house and all this kind of stuff. You're allowed to eat pancakes. And gruel. <laughs> like, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... I want to go ahead and jump into, you know, sort of where, where we see, you know, Nora. It's like the her episode where... What, <laughs> Drew, what do you do to pass time in your free time? <laughs> well... I usually will uh, hire a prostitute to come over. No. And shoot me in the chest. Shoot you in the chest? 
Yeah. Well, I have a, uh, I have a Kevlar vest on, so it's fine. Yeah, it's discovered that this is what Nora does. She hires escorts to come to her house. She'll put on a bulletproof vest, and she gets shot in the chest to sort of just what feel something. Yeah. Yeah, you know she. So you know, after discovering that you know her husband was having an affair, she decides to file for divorce. As I, I presumably she just didn't because she thought he might be back at some point. You know, like and I, I, who's to blame her? Like nobody knows. That's the thing. It's been three years, but you don't fucking yeah. know. Um, nope. And this is where you know again she at the courthouse where she sees Kevin, who's also just filed for divorce. You know, or fuck your daughter. Let's go to Miami, and he's just like, yeah. what? Like what the fuck? Because um, again, at this point, they have started seeing you know flirting around and stuff like that. Clearly, yeah. they're into each other. Um, what does Nora do for work? Oh, she is the she is a basically like a what do you call it? An auditor for this, or kind of like a claims adjuster for an insurance company that deals in those who have departed. And she gives out like these little questionnaires to make sure that they are legit, um, you know, departed. Because, you know, I could just say, well, I haven't seen Scrump in three years. <laughs> yeah, it's. And, like, and there's certain questions that I think they're, you know, they're, they're gathering information to see if there is any like through line of, you know, these people. Like they ask, like, have they been out of the country? Uh, do they speak other languages? And the th- and the um, thing too is it's like the manner in which they like the, it's very invasive questions. Yeah. And it's like you have to answer all of them. Yeah. Like, spe- like you know, it's like one of those like very uncomfortable settings when there's a a man with like Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was like an older couple, and their their son had Down syndrome that that got uh that departed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like they ask like yeah she asked like some sort of like sexual question, and they're like he had Down syndrome like. <laughs> yeah. See, so she yeah so attending uh uh a, 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 a departure related conference in New York you know she shows up, and you know it's, it's her her lanyard has been stolen you know because she's like Nora Durst I'm like a four timer or something like that and they're like, yeah. no Nora Durst has already fucking happened. And, you know, she, you know, she, she, there's this woman that's been impersonating her, you know, she finds this through that, but she also wanders the hotel. She finds this party where people are just doing drugs and having some sort of orgy. Yeah. Essentially. Um, you know, she, and this is also where, and it'll come back into later, you know, she meets this man who, uh, his job is to sell replicas of people that disappeared in the departure. You know, yeah. like very eagerly, like, holy shit, this looks just like Drew. And, you know, and it's one of those, like, they look over pictures, they talk to family where it's like, yeah, no, Drew had, Drew had a birthmark that looked like, uh, you know, um, Europe. It looked like Italy and it was right, right below where his ribs are, you know? Yeah. So it'd be like little small details like that. Um, you know, and at one point, you know, she encounters uh, a man who lost four members of his family. And, you know, he he wrote a book on it on how to move on, how to deal with your grief. And she just fuck. she accused him of being a fraud. You know, like she's yeah. just like, fuck you. Like it, it would be impossible. 
And it, she's justified. She's justified in how she's thinking. It's like you lost four yeah. people, and you in your way was just like, well, I'm gonna turn it into a book, and that like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <sighs> um, I mean, people grieve differently, you know. Yeah, but that that's the thing where it's just like, sure, you can't really tell anyone how to grieve, but like yeah. her thing is just like, no, like you lost four people, like get the yeah. get fucked, like clearly you're yeah. just fucking scamming us. Um, an associate of of Holy Wayne though, you know, he hears her. And invites Nora to meet Wayne, who, you know, explains her obsession with with pain and hugs her and just seemingly cures her. You know, whether it's like a mental thing or like actually does it, you know, she, you know, she returns home to Mapleton. Kevin shows up and asks her on a date. And that's, you know, that, that, that's just where where they go like their relationship starts from then and again i I very much like again it's a very nora focused episode but like it's just sort it's sort of her shifting into who she winds up becoming because it's because of that yeah you know it's like again you lost your kids you lost your husband you're hoping they come back but then you learn like this guy was cheating on you like you know like with your kid's teacher like it's one of those like it's just like uh um I don't know if we should, you know, there's the, uh, I, I don't know. Again, I mean, do you want to just jump? What, what, where should we jump next? Because again, it's, you know, listen, essentially they find what episode out. episode was that, like six? Yeah, so it's seven. So there's seven, eight, and nine left. Honestly, the episodes were seven and eight. Yeah. You know, um, honestly, we, we just sort of find out, you know, Kevin Sr. escapes the, the institution you know he he has uh he has something to give to his son just an episode of time uh or no is it is it time or national is it geographic. national geographic yeah it's an issue of national geographic about cairo egypt um you know tom learns that christine isn't the only one that wayne is you know having money delivered to and she's not only yeah. the special one there are there's plenty of them littered across the country and all these safe houses and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, there is also, so the G the, you know, the, the, the fucking, the very, again, we keep sort of just talking about it in, in, in sort of just like well, the really bad thing that the guilty remnant do. They receive a large delivery uh, they receive a delivery of a large quantity of departure replicas and they dress them at Patty's behest, you know, clearly they're fucking up to something. <sighs> Kevin, you know, he invites Nora over for dinner with Jill and Amy. Jill confronts Nora about the gun and Nora claims she'd have gotten rid of it, offering Jill proof by allowing her to look through Nora's purse. You know, that night Kevin falls asleep and wakes up hours later without any recollection of how he got there, where he got there, and he discovers that he's in a forest near Cairo, New York, where he and Dean have apparently kidnapped and beaten Patty. Yeah. Um, Kevin tries to release Patty. You know, Dean leaves, claiming that Kevin's changed. Like, he doesn't agree with what's going on. He's like, no, like, we got to finish the job here. And this uh, is kind of like when you, I mean, obviously, you've seen a lot of Kevin's kind of uh, altered state, kind of, you know, schizophrenia well clearly this is like where you're like you learn a lot more about as far as like yeah he definitely has this sleepwalking side where he is 
this whole other person. And that is like, again, you kind of wonder even more like, is Dean real? Yeah. And, and again, it is one of those things where I, I don't know if he was supposed to be real. We soon learn that he, he is, you know, come season three. Um, but specifically, yeah, like just the way they do this, where it's like, there's no explanation. It's just like, it's here. And again, like, does Patty ever acknowledge him? I like that. That's the one thing where it's like, I he does. Cause I, I, cause I did watch this one. I watched, uh, a, cause I knew this was like, this was like a big, you know, turning point for the show. Um, and yeah, like, so she does, she talks to him, but she, she also says like things like, you know, I'm, I, I'm somebody who can find something, you know, find things on everybody. And you're, you're a ghost. Like mm-hmm. she, she flat out says you're a ghost. Like there, there's no driver's license. There's no whatever. Like who are you kind of thing, which is very much more of an indication of like, all right, this is clearly just his, like, you know, it's his fucking Tyler Durden at this point. Yeah. And you know, to, to add to that, like this next, the next episode. So again, uh, Oh, Jesus, sorry. Um, Kevin tries to release her. Again, Dean leaves. And this is where Patty's, you know, she speaks candidly to Kevin about, you know, what the motives are. And, and he tries to get her to kill him. And, you know, it looks like that's where it's heading. Ultimately, he's just like, no, like, I'm not going to fucking do that. So, like any sane person, she commits suicide by slitting her throat. And with a, with a broken piece of glass. Oh yeah, like it's very fucking. Ooh. And uh, back in Mapleton, Laurie, of course, she's leading the you know the guilty remnant in Patty's absence. Uh, Jill and Amy have this falling out where there's this also this weird subplot of like, are Amy and uh, like are Kevin hooking up? Yeah, because it's ne- it's not like. Because there's, like, even one part where she says something like, you don't remember last night or something, and, like, he's like, yeah, of course I do. But then, like, you know, and then Jill does confront it, but, like, she's like, oh, yeah, of course we did, like, or something. But, like, it's very in a no, we, we, I, I can't believe you would fucking ask me that kind of way. Yeah. But it is, like, it, it is always kind of weird. Yeah, there's this very, there's the implication that something happened, but there's never any confirmation, but you know, Jill and Amy have a falling out. Amy moves out and Jill shows up to the guilty remnant. Episode nine is one of my favorite ones of particularly this first season. Yeah. It's the Garvey's at their best, which is, it's a flash. Wanted, this is what I wanted to watch. It was just like not enough time permitting. Cause like I said, I wanted to hit the other high points, but I do love this episode. So this episode is just it's the days leading up to the departure. A surprise party is planned for Kevin Sr., who, again, at this time, he's still the chief of police. <sighs> we see Lori. Is, she's a psychiatrist. I mean, that's pretty successful and based on the fucking yeah. awesome house that they live in, you know? Yeah, no shit. Like, oof, damn, I need a fucking... I need to get me a psychiatrist. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and, you know, she's shown about to talk to one of her patients. Who's her patient? Yeah. Patty. Patty. Um, who Patty, she's talking about this this upcoming apocalyptic event that, you know, 
Lori is just dismissing as anxiety caused by spousal abuse. Um, because we do learn that one of the things Patty loves to do is uh <laughs> leave flaming bags of uh, excrement. Yeah, in front of her ex-husband's house. Um, Tom, who we learn is Kevin's. Oh, again, and I love this scene. So we learn that Tom is Kevin's stepson, not his yeah. biological son. You know, he has a, a confrontation with his biological father, who, again, Kevin at the time fucking beat. Like, I love this scene. You know, he's that's one of those things where he like he shows up and he's like little beaten up. He's like, what happened? And he tells him he's like, I, you know, he's like, I, I, I found out who he was. Like, I, I needed to go conf- confront him. I needed to figure out, you know, like, what the fuck? And he's like, and then what happened? He's like, well, like, he hit me. And so Kevin, you know, just pulls up to his house, rings the doorbell, you know, and, uh, the little like the son opens up he's like hello he's like can he's a king your dad out here and he just beats the shit out of his dad in front of a kid yeah. you know he's like you ever touch my fucking son again he's like i'll fucking kill you yeah. and yeah you know this is where again like kevin starts noticing weird things around like the the happening like manhole covers are fucking exploding there's deer all over the place so we see Jill and fucking Braithith. Braithith, she's all happy and her braces. I was like, that's just how they made her younger. They put fake braces on her. Again, she's just happy, like not fucking emo and shit like that. And yeah. she's uh, preparing for the science fair. We see Nora interviewing for a job, uh, you know, as a as a camp, camp an election campaign. You know, she's gonna be in charge of the campaign for a councilwoman, uh, Lucy, who who yeah. you know who who's who wants to be the mayor. Um, you know, Kevin pursues the deer and chases it into a house where it flees in a tip by a car. Like, you know, it's fucked up. Like the, the deer crashes through a school at one point, crashes yeah. into the house of, of the boy with down syndrome. Like that's his house. He crashes in there and he's hit by a car. The driver of course of the car is, is, is this beautiful, attractive woman who, you know, invites, invites him to her hotel room. Uh, and this is sort of where we see everything happening, everything that happens as the departure goes on. You know, Nora, again, she's on the phone. So Kevin is, uh, you know, he is mid-coitus <laughs> with this woman when she just disappears. Nora is at home. You know, her husband, her her fucking loser husband, not paying attention to his fucking kids on the phone, probably cheating on her. The kids are arguing. They spill juice. It gets all over her phone. And she's like, I told you both fucking hands on the cup. And, you know, that's where they disappear. Jill and Tommy, they're, you know, they're forming a circle at this like science fair project to, to, you know, get like one of the circuits going when one of the children disappears. One of the more fucked up parts. (laughs) Lori, who's at the doctor, she's getting a sonogram. Yeah. Prior to this, we see that she is with child. Yeah. The last scene, the last fucking scene that you see is just like her staring at the fucking screen. Blank screen. Gone. Yeah. They took her baby, dude. Yeah. Like... I, I thought the most fucked up disappearance was gonna be like you're fucking some chick and she just disappears. Which is which is really weird if you believe Nora, right? Yeah. So is there just like a floating fetus in that bed, like on the other dimension? There's fucking something, man. Yeah. Uh yeah, and you know, we we go to, to the prodigal son returns the last episode where Kevin 
you know, he he calls Matt to help him following Patty's suicide to help bury the body. The guilty remnant, you know, that's it's shown they've made lifelike replicas of the departed townspeople and place them in locations from where they departed. Lori worries that their latest protest is going to fucking anger the townspeople. And she's begging, like, go home. Please just go home. And again, she refuses. Uh, Tom is fucking, he's left, he's left with, uh, with the baby. Christine abandons their fucking child. You know, she's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Because again, she's just fucking had enough. She leaves the baby in the bathroom and he's left to care for it. Um, you know, uh, on their way back to Mapleton, Kev, Matt and Kevin have a lunch in a diner where, you know, Kevin admits he wants, like, he just wants his family to reunite. Like, that's all he wants. He just wants his family back. Because prior yeah. to all this, he was, he, it was that. It was just too much. He was just like, it was, it was too much for him. And he was sort of having second doubts on whether or not he wanted a family and stuff like that, or even wanted to be part of this anymore. Like, yeah. um, you know, he, he goes to the bathroom and this is where we see a mortally wo- wounded Wayne. This guy is dying, you know? And, uh, you know, he asks Kevin, he's like, you know, he's like, I, I, I have one more wish left in me. Like, make a wish. Makes the wish, you know, and dies. And then the police fucking come in, you know, it's like they, they, they give him the whole fucking, they, they cuff him and everything. And he talks, he's like, no, you know, this happened. They very weirdly are like, did he touch you? And he's like, why? And they're like, did he touch you? He's like, no. Lying to them, obviously. He's like, yeah, Yeah. like granted him a wish. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, on, on their way back to Mapleton again, he hallucinates a conversation with Patty. It's the only time this ever happens. You know, he, he, he has a, a hallucination that he gets institutionalized and, you know, Patty's like haunting him. They arrive in Mapleton and there's a fucking full on riot. Full on fucking town is on fire. And this is where, and I completely forgot to mention it. Rava from, uh, um, what the fuck is that show? Succession. Succession, yeah. She yeah. she's in the she's in the first episode. She also pops yeah. up in this. She is who we first see lose. She she loses her baby. You know, she's driving back home. She loses her baby. This is her with a gun, fucking shooting at these people. You know, and they're like, no, look at what they did. And oh, that reminds. I I just remembered. Yeah, like Kevin when he's at the bar because that's who he sees at the in that first episode. He said, she asked, what what were you doing? And he said, oh, I was cleaning out some gutters. Yeah, or I had my. He says something, but it's kind of smart ass where it's like, I had, I had, I was in the middle of cleaning gutters or something like that, or cleaning a gutter. He's like, yeah, he's like, I was in the middle of cleaning out my gutters. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause she just fucking loses her baby. Like, that's the first, literally the first thing we see in like the fucking first episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they come back and like, again, this is like, this is what I mean. Like, d- at any point, do you sympathize with these fucking people that are they're now getting their homes burned? No. Um, yeah, like it's that. It's it's hard to fucking again sympathize with them because it, like and it's heartbreaking. Like you see Nora who comes down the kitchen and just has this fucking breakdown. Like it's just silent. They don't even play any audio. I mean, honestly, yeah. for the first like for the first like five minutes of this episode, all music. Just yeah, there's no dialogue. No dialogue. Uh. But yeah, you know, he 
Kevin pulls up to the cul-de-sac and sees that like everything is on fire. The mayor's like, I lost control. I don't know what to do. The police are just like, fuck, we don't, we don't know what to do. And he sort of starts ordering people around as far as what to do. Um, you know, he goes and runs inside the the one house that Lori's a part of. And he sees like some dude dragging her out, fucking pistol whips a dude, grabs Lori, you know, and she just is finally where she just speaks. You know, she just screams out, Jill, Jill, and points to the fucking house and just boom runs right into the fire you know he he's searching for her like sees you know like sees some a man accosting a woman you know again pistol whips the guy looks at the girl it's not her fucks off there's some dude sitting at a table lighting letting himself be lit on fire um you know goes upstairs finds jill brings her back downstairs um and uh what do you call it it's you know he he brings her out and it's just fucking it's one of those things where i'm just like god damn it man like <laughs> this is just, it's so shitty you know just everything that happens he rescues her and you know she's sort of safe um and isn't there uh what's the music here because it's something like really cool i want to say it's like a pop or you know like a song that they slowed down both both uh yeah fuck i forget what it is i know is it's it a nirvana song like it's like it's like a string quartet version of something. I think. yeah. The, honestly, the music, the score, yeah. all fucking awesome too for this. It's yeah. it's it's really good. Um, but yeah, you know, we have Tom returns to Mapleton with the baby. He finds Lori, who you know she's just been walking around. She's like at the edge of a cliff, literally like the edge of a fucking cliff. You know, he finds her and stuff like that. They reunite. Nora, who just she's fucking she's getting out of dodge you know her thing is just like i gotta just leave she writes kevin this really nice letter again explaining she's like i'm a coward like i'm choosing to run away like i i I thought i could deal with this i can't the only thing i learned in three years was that i can't deal with this you know she's like i i I, you know i think i loved you like there could have been something here unfortunately like you know it just it didn't happen and stuff like that and uh she shows up to kevin's house to you know to to leave the note but instead finds the baby on the doorsteps you know we see kevin jill and and their dog arrive and you see nora just standing there you know she's like look what i found yeah you know and that's that's the last thing that we see and <sighs> again but you got you got to think was his wish right like he wanted a family the, that was what he wanted he wanted family. a family yeah. yeah you know but honestly you know and again it's one of those things where it's like to at that point, you just got to kind of let the mystery be and and and, and try and yeah. figure out what happened. Again, yeah. Listen, season one is pretty heavy. If you listen to this, you're like, yeah. this sounds pretty dark. Trust me. I get it. When I rewatch it, I almost always, again, depending how sad I am, I sometimes I just yeah. skip season one and go directly into season two. Season two and yeah. three, a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. Um, not that still it's like a lighthearted show. It's yeah, still yeah, pretty yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, but it's yeah. just more than yeah. than this, but yeah man i mean any final words you know again like it's i i i love the way it sort of leaves off because it's like that you know again like whether or not you believe in holy wayne mm-hmm. he at least you know he at least granted one wish yeah yeah i mean it, it is kind of uh and, and you know even the same with Nora, right like you kind of have that un unknown thing like did he cure her i mean obviously you find out when she comes downstairs probably not but um, you know, at least in between there, like she seemed to be better. So, that's what like, and that that's one thing I do love about this, and I just love that 
you know the you know letting the mystery be i guess you like you said like it is nice to be like uh just kind of like yeah what what is the story i i don't know i like that open-ended shit so yeah so you know uh I hope you guys stuck around to, to listen yeah. to all this again. I know, like, it's it's not a Sopranos or, you know, a fucking The Wire that, you know, has this, like, notoriety that everyone loves. But I have yet to meet anyone who watches the show and doesn't like it. And so I, th- I think you guys very much knowing you guys would like it. And that's also why I made it public, so that everyone can listen to it. Uh <laughs> But yeah, uh, you know that's uh, that's sort of just our thoughts and feelings and you know summation of of season one of the leftovers. Check it out it's on HBO Max. Sign up with the promo code Drew K and you get sixty nine percent off. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, guys, for this week's episode of the Discussing Brothers, I've been Scrump. Oh shit! I already threw him away. I've been <laughs> <Drew>. <laughs> and this is a uh, friend of the show, Patty Levinson. <laughs>